Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Boo. <gasps> Did I scare you, babe? Yes. Well, I hope I did, because today on this episode of Fantastic Adventures with Dean and Bertie, we are exploring the concept or the very real feeling of fear. You totally kill the mood on that. <laughs> that was supposed to be spooky. <laughs> you just went, oh. You supposed to be a zombie? Or? what I was going for. You're trying to filter feed? What are you trying to do? I think that was just air escaping my... I think I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were just asleep? Yes, yes. Okay, Dean, I just want to ask you, greatest fear? My greatest fear? Yeah. Ooh. Besides death, we've you, covered that. You not liking me. <laughs> What are you laughing for? Well, I've got some news for you, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your greatest fear, Bay? I don't think it's my greatest fear, but I... Then why are you sharing it? I am a bit... No, because my greatest fear is death. The immortal coil. (laughs) But my my, one of my greatest fears, or at least it's up there, I think I am a bit scared of the dark. The dark? Like, when I look down a dark corridor, you know what? That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. I'm a little boy and I'm yeah. scared. I'm scared of the dog. I'm scared. No, I am. The good thing is, though, having a cat makes little noises you hear much less, much more bearable because it's like, oh, it's the cat. Oh, what? There's the knife coming through the, 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 the door? It's the cat. It's the cat. <laughs> it's the cat. <laughs> oh, who's this blooded axe just sort of sitting in there? Oh, it's, it's the cat. It's, it's the, the cat. cat. It's the cat. Of course it is. Um, I'm scared of the dog. I'm not scared of heights. I'm pretty I'm scared of heights. Oh, you're just scared of flying? Yeah, I mentioned that, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really don't want to die in a plane. Yeah. Really do you don't know? want to do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm scared of... Um, I'm scared of being lonely. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared of... I'm scared of failure. Okay. <laughs> Oversharing now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'll undershare. I'm scared of nothing. <laughs> I'm scared of... I'm scared of how fit I am. It's Me, scary. I'm I'm scared of how fit you are, Bertie. This is ridiculous. So we, I'm scared we'll never finish this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, come on. Movies, films that that shit us up. My main one has always been The Exorcist. The Exorcist? The Exorcist shits me up because when I was a kid, and I think still to this day, The Exorcist was the first horror movie I saw where my... My fear was, wasn't was born just out of like, oh my God, I don't want to get murdered. Or, oh my God, I don't want to get my dreams invaded. It wasn't as simple as that. It was more complicated. It was, I don't want my innocence to be perverted and polluted and taken over by a demon. Well, oh, wait, how old were you when you had this? I must have been, I must have been like 12. But I was like... So I when watched, you were 12, yeah. one of your active worries was being possessed I watched it by a I, demon. I watched it and I saw this innocent girl, this like rosy-cheeked, innocent girl... And by the end of the film, she is transformed into this monster and it's completely against her will. And I just thought, like, that is horrible. I thought your body being just 
possessed and taken away from you. And there's something about The Exorcist and how it's an old film mm. that like, because I think we spoke about this the other day, how comedy and horror are so intertwined. Yeah. And a lot of the scariest films from that era, the scariest stuff, there's a, you can look at it from an angle of being quite funny. Right. Like in The Omen, when uh, I think it's his nanny goes, I oh, do this for you. And it like crash zooms in her face and she hangs herself. It's scary, but also very ridiculous. And you could, See it as being. I mean, that's funny. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> instantly makes me want to laugh. But then the Exorcist, a girl comes down the stairs, pisses on the floor, like walks down the stairs backwards, vomits a bit of blood. It's ridiculous. It's ludicrous, and and, and it sounds like a party to me. And that's what I like about. It. There's that scene in the Exorcist where the the. Um, I keep thinking you're saying the Exorcist. The Exorcist. And I was like, yeah. So when you were talking, I was like, what's the Exorcist? Is it like the conversion therapy demon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the Exorcist. They're going to make my, so- my daughter sis. Yeah. <laughs> sis. <laughs> um, but there's a bit in The Exorcist that I love where they're doing the exorcism and it's all cold and it's all horrible. And it says, you know, your mother sucks, cocks can hell, all that stuff. <laughs> and it's really ridiculous and like goofy. Yeah. But then it just cuts to her mum downstairs. Sucking cocks and how? You could say hell's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> mum's downstairs. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, anyway, so it cuts to the mum downstairs. It cuts to the mum downstairs just crying. Like, just sort of very realistically crying. And that's like, I've always liked... That's a, Ameri- That's a, like a metaphorical cock in hell in a weird way. You could say, yeah. I yeah? mean, whenever we get upset... I'm that's... just trying to get that media degree that's, that's... in. Just... <laughs> it's okay, you're doing it. There's you're no doing such it. thing as a wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the exorcist fucks me up. And just the sight of a poor girl with her face all scratched up, like, talking in a voice like this. And then you see the demon really briefly. Did she really speak briefly. like that before the demon? Yeah, she smoked uh, 50 a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the demon came for her. The demon is actually a demon of uh, uh, anti-smoking. What are you doing? He's got a smoker's voice. What are you doing? Are you smoking? Don't make the same mistake as me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got gravel in my throat. I'm going to possess you now. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Crap film. So that yeah, scared you? The Exorcist just messed me up. I don't know. Innocence being corrupted. It's horrible. She's At just, 12. She's just a little girl. At the age of 12, one of your fears was your innocence <laughs> being corrupted. I don't know if I even knew what my innocence was at no, 12. I think it was more like an... Under- Mummy, I don't want my innocence to be corrupted. <laughs> it was like an underlying thing. Do you know what I mean? It was like... Sure. I only now realise what it was that scared me about it, but at the time I just got a feeling. I oh, right. Got, sorry, you know so I mean? you are... You're, uh, you're in, looking back. In hindsight, and, and, I'm like, that's what scared me about oh, it. Oh, I see. You're is, making sense. Is, as a child thinking, God, I really don't want my body to be possessed by a demon. That's so weird because I really want that to happen to me. The film that shits me up is The Thing. Came out in 1982. I think The Exorcist was 1974. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That film scared the crap out of me. It's about a group of scientists... They go to the Arctic or somewhere snowy and yeah. they discover an alien that basically is able to assimilate people, basically take on their appearances. So the whole thing is, who is the thing? And, it, you know, it could be this guy or it could be this lady or whatever. But I, I remember seeing that as a kid and the idea of having yourself taken away and you not even being sure of it. Mm. is a horrible thing. That's the thing, isn't it? They don't even know if it's happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, God. Presumably, that's implied. I don't think it's outright said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even people, like some of the people who are clearly aren't the thing are scared that they are the thing. God. And the movie is famous for its uh, for its practical effects. They're incredible. They are they're, they are harrowing. It they're is, so cool. It's dread it, incarnate. A guy's tummy cracks open with teeth, yep. right? And bites a man's arms off. Bites a man's arm off. 
and then it, it, the head of that person falls off and becomes a spider. It sprouts legs. Yeah, it sprouts legs and starts crawling around, and it looks fucking real. Someone got paid to come up with that. That's incredible. How it's like? How much money would you think someone would need to be paid to come up with, with such upsetting? I ideas? love it. That, that's such like that is that's movie magic. Like, yeah. I, like you look at it, you don't doubt it at all. Yeah, and like, it's like and the but just as as a kid though, it was. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't tend to see dead bodies as a kid. I, I don't think I'd seen it. Maybe I've put them at the back, but like mm-hmm. those images of seeing the basically it's the human body being twisted yeah, yeah. and like crafted in a way that shouldn't make sense. Yeah, but it kind of does. Yeah, that like you look at it and go, that feels more real than it should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's obviously part down to the practical effects because there's so, there's like a gooiness. To oh my everything. god, it's so it's so tangible. It's you so, get like yeah. texture. You don't really get that from CGI stuff. No, Some, you well, don't. sometimes you don't. Sometimes you do, it's but. getting better, but but I think knowing that it's a real thing that exists yeah. does a lot to immerse you. But in it that. it upset me a great deal. Yeah. Just 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 the idea of it. It was like because there's no shape to any of it. Mm-hmm. It's like it, like with Alien. When I saw that, I went, "Oh, cool, Alien! It's got a big like Willy head." Oh, and interesting. Stuff. Yeah. But like with the thing, there isn't there isn't a thing. Like That's interesting. it's just it's just what it is. It's scary in the unknown of like it's what it happens to be. Sometimes it has yeah. teeth. Sometimes it has claws. It has tentacles. Yeah. Just coming out, doing God knows what to you. I don't yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. to your face and like eating you up and stuff. It didn't make any sense to me and I hated it, but I was fascinated at the same time. So it's sort of, it's different to my thing, but similar in the way that like the thing that scares you about the thing is these people not knowing what's happening to them, but basically they've lost all agency and their yeah. bodies are just being like fucked up. Yeah. And that's sort of, again, the exodus is just a little girl being possessed by it. Like it's kind of losing control at the of hands your... of a being you don't understand. Yeah. Is very scary. We're very deep, aren't we? Pat? We are. Like to to, to bring it down. Is there, is there anything? Because I've had these times when I've sat in my bedroom at night, and I worry about scary things happening. Oh my god! So I saw the Grudge time. with uh, yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Is that oh name? my gosh! Is it Buffy? Is in it? Yeah, I believe so. That's her name, right? But wasn't that a remake? Yes, it was a remake. Yes, but yes. I saw that movie. Yeah, and that the girl in it, the Grudge girl. Yes, scared the. Shit out of me! Uh, like it was crazy. Uh, like that's the, thing that the DVD like... for it scared me. Yeah, I remember walking into Tesco's. Don't know if we could say other supermarkets are around. but yeah. it was in a Tesco. <laughs> other supermarkets um, are available. <laughs> other supermarkets are available. Yeah. but the, it was in a Tesco. Yeah, and I saw the DVD for the Grudge. And if you don't know what the art is, Google it. But it is some long black hair and yeah. then a singular eye oh. to stare. At. I had to like I turned it round in in the te- oh in the shop God. because like. I couldn't stand looking at it. That's so interesting. But do you ever have like? Do you ever imagine scary things happening to you when you're in a when you're in a room by yourself? Hell yeah! I mean, gosh, like, like what's gotten, your number one? Like my number one like thing. I'm you I'm, don't want to happen. I mean, like, I think the idea of of the thing is, my childhood home was a big creaky Victorian house, um, so there was always noises. There is that was, the one I lived in? That's the one you lived in. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, well, wait, wait, when did you live in Eddie Murphy's The Haunted Mansion? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just lying. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what are you doing? What are you lying? <laughs> um, but there were always noises. There were always, like, creaks. They did, like, house sounds. Or they call it, like, the house settling uh, or whatever. But, like, I don't know. Especially, like, my bunk bed in my old room looked directly out into the garden. And I've always found something creepy about, like, a garden with you know that like horrible light you have in the garden that on at night and if you see any little movement and because shadows are cast so heavily out there so my dog went out there 
you just see like a big shadow just suddenly appear and it freaked me the fuck out and if I turn away from it that's worse because I know it's behind me yeah you know um, so I pretty much I mean I once tied <laughs> I once took a walking stick we had no one was using it don't worry <laughs> okay. I once took a walking stick we had broke the handle off so it's just a big stick <laughs> oh my god sellotape knives to both ends just in case someone because I, I was worried someone was going to come and get me is that when you realise you were the monster all along? <laughs> yeah. It's like Freddy Krueger's like, look, I was scared someone was going to get me, so I put some, I put this glove on, <laughs> put some knives on it. <laughs> Self-defence, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he, Yeah, I can imagine him running through the boiler room and he catches his hand yeah. and goes, wait, am I the bad guy? He looks at his reflection in the, in the blade. Look at me. Yeah. Look what I've I put on. I put on a fedora. I put on a hockey mask. I've got like, yeah, I've got a double-ended blade uh, uh, stick. A hockey mask and a fedora. Have you just I'm doing a collab. I'm doing a, Are you doing a collab? Yeah, I'm doing right, a little okay. collab. I'm, I'm being an amalgamation Freddy of... Freddy is Jason. <laughs> the new movie. Well, yeah, in the sequel, they, um, they have a child, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, they're just like, wait, crossovers are out. Have Why we... don't we just say... That a pre-existing character was already a pre-existing character. Freddy is Jason. Have I told Alien you, is Predator. Have I told you, me and my friends when we were younger, we used to make little horror movies, and we were working on one where it was Freddy versus Jason 2, and there's a Freddy-Jason hybrid. Mate, that's so funny. <laughs> what would that, like... He has the hockey mask, the fedora, the striped But thing. half of the hockey mask, or what? No, the ho- just the full hockey mask. Interesting. He okay. He's got yeah. He doesn't have the charisma of, of Freddy. Oh, ho- yeah, I know. Look, <laughs> I've gotten better. So at you've writing. made him Jason then? No, but then he's got the stripy thing and the glove and the powers. Um, but the strength of yeah, it was brilliant. It was- it's so it sounds, it sounds like you just made Jason and gave him the dream powers because <laughs> you take away the charisma of Freddy. He's just some silent dude. No, he talks through the mask, but it's a bit muffled. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he says the word bitch a lot and stuff like that. Hey, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I do like this. But that's me. That's me. That's my Jedi is his that's name. That's my story. Yeah, Jedi. 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 Yeah, I like that. So funny enough, I used to do that. My first ever movies were uh, me um, basically forcing my brother and sister to be in my films, and they would wear like my brother would wear like a Freddy Krueger mask. Yes, and he'd chase chase my sister or whatever or it would be flipped it was fun it was fun what was it about horror when I was a kid horror movies really did it for me because I was, they're like, really easy to understand interesting because with a horror movie the, the, the most of them go here's the monster here's the char- the main character they run away from the monster that's well easy for a kid to make there's no grey areas yeah, really. there's no conversations yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting yeah. and I loved when I was a kid like especially Nightmare on Elm Street it never really scared me mm. but I thought Freddy was so charismatic mm. and I thought the um, fit. and fit I just thought the I don't know like the 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 way someone could be so evil and like know it yeah, as a kid yeah, I was like yeah, this yeah. is fun to watch yeah always have a morbid fascination with things you're scared of yeah no me too <sighs> What about things that aren't supposed to be scary that totally come off as shit terrifying? What oh, about that? There's so much of that. It's weird. Like, often the stuff that scares you is not, is it really isn't. Like, like I remember in um, Pinocchio, mm. do you remember the, um, the little boy? The boy, also I should say boys, plural. Pinocchio. In Pinocchio. The little boys who transform into donkeys. Yes, they go to the little uh, shame island. Horrible. I, I genuinely don't understand what universe Pinocchio is in. It's twisted. There's wolves in fucking suits, like waistcoat walking around. Yeah. The height of men. 
And then, yeah, and then this kid, he's screaming out for his mum as his hands transform into hooves. Then the big, the big guy throws him in a cage with all his other friends. Pinocchio just leaves. Yeah, you know, he doesn't rescue them. We don't know what happens to them. Their mu- he never gets reunited with his mum, and that fucking scared me. Yeah. I was like, what if I turn into a donkey? I don't know what these people were thinking when they were making that. They were yeah. like, what are we trying to... We're, we're definitely trying to scare the shit out of kids into yeah. we don't want them to drink, we don't want them to smoke. Yeah. Even though the people who were making these movies were definitely drinking and definitely and that smoking. that's the whole thing, yeah, because he got drunk, right? Yeah, he got drunk off... Uh, well, Just some beer or something. Piss. And it piss and it turns you into a donkey. Yeah, it was bizarre. He was like smoking a cigar and he got sick. Do you remember? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. not for me. But then, yeah, he just sods off. That was horrible. And it also scared me when I was a kid, the fact that Pinocchio wasn't helping and the fact that Pinocchio was just kind of freaked out by it and yeah. like left. I actually thought Human Boy Pinocchio was quite creepy. Oh my gosh, he was. Yeah. Well, I prefer Puppet Pinocchio way more. Yeah. Isn't he like, why does he want to be a... This is a different conversation. Why does Pinocchio want to be a boy so bad? Um, because... Is he not immortal when he's made of wood? No, because you can set him on fire. I can set a human on fire, Dean. That is true. <laughs> but I'd argue... I can set, but I can set I you on fire. Yeah, that's true. I'd argue God, he's Pinocchio is more patience. flammable than me. I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 What stuff are you scared of as a kid that maybe wasn't supposed to be scary, but is? I'm scared of Furbies. Do you remember? Oh, yes, I do. Do you remember Furbies? Yeah, yeah. the toys, the little... Like sort of, I don't know, furry duck creatures or something. Yeah, furry duck creatures, I think that's yeah. fair. And they go, oh, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I remember my aunt gave me a newspaper clipping of these Furbies. And she was like, look at these. They're um, they're pretty interesting, aren't they? They learn what you're saying. They eventually learn English words. They recognize you. You know, when you walk in the room, they'll say hi. <laughs> also, they're really indestructible. Like, my memory's hazy, but I remember reading in this newspaper clipping that someone ran over it with a truck and it, and it didn't break. Whoa. Which, I don't know if that's just like... Cockroaches and Furbies, mate. Yeah, no, cockroaches. That two things that will survive the nuclear Absolutely. apocalypse. Furbies and cockroaches. And, cockroaches. and then they'll combine together. For bockroaches. For bockroaches. But, um, yeah, so little did I know that was my aunt gauging a Christmas present. She was Mm. trying to figure out if I wanted one of these things. Yeah. You know, being a kid, you don't tend... I mean, I wasn't one of those kids who would say, I don't like this thing or whatever. I just keep it sort of silent. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, these look cool. Come Christmas, I've got a Furby. I start spending time with the Furby and realise I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate its wide eyes. I hate its beaky, tiny little beaky little mouth. I hate the fact it doesn't say anything and occasionally says English words. Ah, oh, oh, the really happy mama. And you go, oh. what did you just say to me? What did you just say? And I remember <laughs> I used to basically, I put it in bins and stuff like that. I would literally try to go out of my way to throw it out And it find its way out. Well, no, my parents would always go, oh, Dean, you oh. left it in. i go, oh my God, you're still here. <laughs> and I remember I put it in the box where our Christmas tree yeah. goes. So my dad's putting the Christmas decorations away and I throw it in the Christmas tree box and I go, that's it. It will go in the attic and I won't see it for a year. <laughs> Amazing. I didn't think it through though. So me and my brother shared a bedroom and we had a bunk bed and I had the top bunk at the time. And I remember sitting in my bed that oh, night, no. and I swear to you, no. from the ceiling, we hear, <laughs> Oh, no! And for the first time ever, I understood that Furby's words. That Furby was saying to me in Furbish, I know what you did. <laughs> Furbish! And I'm, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> you wait, 365 days from now, you're dead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Done. Dean. Oh my gosh. I know. What a furbalicious story. Furbal- it, literally, it came to me. I went, why am I not talking about the time I was talking about furbies? I used to skin them. Used to skin? Yeah, I've I'd, seen them without their... I'd peel the... Uh, the f- the fur off. So um, much I'm very normal. Uh, <laughs> I'd, pur the, I'd pur, tear the fur off and then it'd just be this weird robot in the beak because the beak had rubber like skin over it. You'd tear that off as well. I bought hundreds of Furbies and made their skin into a little coat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Furby cruelty. Dearie me. Um, I used to also, Action Man, do you remember he had like a, the Action Man toys, his his enemy was Dr. X, I believe. Was oh yeah, like a little uh, laser eye and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and he, Freaked me out. I don't know why. The toy, he'd always like, you'd squeeze him and he'd go, I'll kill you. Because he reminded you of yourself and what God. you could become. Yeah, absolutely. So I tried to kill one of them. He also had time. a goatee. He did. And it changed every time. It, it, it became a bit of a silver fox towards the end. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I tried, there was one, I hated him so much. He was so like, he just unsettled me. He was so buff. And I Action Man's like dad. Action Man's dad. I think that is, I think that is a thing. I think that is the law. I tried to destroy him. I drowned him. I bashed him up. I like burnt him. I did everything, and he just kept talking. He kept talking to the point where like I That's actually so similar to when you and me hang out. That's I, so- <laughs> I broke it to the point where it actually wouldn't stop talking. But it was like this gargled, like watery version. Oh no! I'll give you man. Like it was horrible. Like. He didn't. He, his arm was torn off. I like tied him in a tree, left him there. Oh my god! I don't know why you hung him from a tree. I was really, yeah. I'm, I'm having some realizations right now. <laughs> what frightening, frightening film has come out this year? Oh, this year? Her, yes, Hereditary. Hereditary, the big one. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was a big. That was a. That was a big spook. Mm. There was a lot of words about that one. A lot of words. Yeah. So if you don't know what Hereditary is, it's a movie. It's produced by A24. Yeah. I don't know what the director's called, but oh, I don't it's know a guy. That. Yes. And he directed the film. Yes, he's a, a person. <laughs> he's a person. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, I, I saw the posters for this movie on the tube. And one of the sort of uh, the quotes from the critics that they put on the poster, they chose to put it there. Yeah. It said... This generation's the exorcist. Mm-hmm. That's quite a lofty statement. It's a lot of hyperbole. A lot of, a lot hyperbole. of hyperbole. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a I'm a grown ass man, and I I, I have level expectations. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't throw a hissy fit when a film doesn't fully deliver. No, because um, that'd be embarrassing. No, no, who does that? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. Continue, continue. <laughs> but um, I I went with you to go see Hereditary. We did. That was my second time. Yeah, that was. I was very time. interested in hearing your thoughts and seeing your reaction to to some of it. Um. But essentially, the rough plot uh, is a the the matriarch of a family, an old woman, uh, dies, and her daughter and her children and her her husband are left in this big house. And I mean, that's that's kind of it. That's as far as you can go yeah. without spoiling it. Stuff happens. Um, but this generation's The Exorcist. It ain't because no. not because not because it's bad. Because it has almost nothing to do with The Exorcist. It's its own film almost. I have no idea why that's on the poster. 
I think because there's a woman in a nighty in it who gets a bit freaky. Oh, oh, oh yeah, of course. I think, now I'm the I idiot. I think that's literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's weird. I, I think, I don't know why people can't just let films be their own films and stop comparing them to other films. It's I have no idea. It's weird. Uh, like, that's just, it was a different time. Like, filmmaking was a different process. Like, the world was a different place. Like, just don't bother. Just, like, let it be a bloody film. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Hereditary. I love, 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 adore, I adore the first two thirds. Yeah. I think they're, you, midway through the film, you turned to me and you said, this is fucking sick. And I thought in my head, Dean is either going to love this even more by the end or he's going to be a little bit deflated and a little bit disappointed. Yes. And it was uh, it was the latter. Yeah, I was a little bit deflated in the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes were not great. But it's, they weren't, but at the same time, they weren't, it wasn't like awful. The last 20 minutes, you could argue, were a little bit like derivative and a little bit familiar. Um, you know, it's stuff we've kind of seen before, a very good version of stuff we've seen before. Yeah. But still, but for a film where the first two thirds are so original, so, I mean, there is a sequence do in we, a car. I mean, do we get spoilers? Can we go spoiler? Can right. we do that? Spoiler alert! Okay, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You've got enough time. Pause yeah, yeah. or skip. Bye. I don't know. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Leave. Now it's just us. Okay, now it's just yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, Now it's yeah. the cool people. Now it's the cool people who've seen um, Hereditary. Look, that scene with the car crash and her head getting torn off. Crazy. Stunning. Yeah. Like, it's one of the best scenes in, ever. I was like, I was sort of breathless when I first saw it. I was, I, and even your reaction, you covered your mouth. Yeah, like, so my favourite, my favourite moments in horror are when you can't, breathe anymore yeah man that you're like I am I am suffocated in and they're rare th- yeah and I am suffocated in the atmosphere of this scene <sighs> and it was um, when he is stood in that car thinking about oh. the fact that he's just sorry this is grim he uh, knocks his sister's head off with a lamppost yep. by accident while she's choking on uh, a cake that well he no she's not her... choking anymore she ain't got a head no, but... She ain't choking no more. She choked. <laughs> so, she croaked, baby. She croaked, baby. Spectacularly. Yeah. But yeah, he and he stood oh. facing the front of his car, just looking out on that road and going, he can't believe what he's done he's and what's sweating. happening. His eyes are like wet. Like he he's even not a- crying, but he's like... And at one point he almost asks if she's okay yes, or I something can. like that. Okay? Yeah. He's it's- like mumbling, he's muffling to himself. And that he- scene... Oh. And then he goes home... He just drives home with his sister's body in the back of the car, just drives back to the house, goes in the house, sits on his bed. And I'm sat there because they're playing that essentially in real time. And in that moment, I was going, oh, my God, like, we're going to see the real time reaction to this. So usually you jump cut to someone being distressed. It was like, no, we're going to like. So they did this wonderful thing. He sat in bed. And it cuts to day in that same moment, I think. It yeah. like cuts to daytime oh, in the same God. shot. And you're on his face. He and hasn't then, slept. Yeah, he hasn't slept. Yeah. Of course he wouldn't. No. And his, you hear his mum walking downstairs. And she's like, I'm going to go uh, get the car. And you're like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, <sighs> screams. The most blood-curdling scream you could imagine. And then it cuts to later that day. Her husband is trying to calm her down while she's just sort of clawing at this carpet in their bedroom, screaming her daughter's name. Yeah, and screaming her daughter's name and howling. saying, I want to die. I, I wanna just die. want to I die. Just die. <laughs> and like, and that, speaks like, to the, that speaks to the fucking strength of the film and the strength of the first two thirds. Because, like, the thing that I find is the hardest to capture in horror films is, like, characters. Because you always want it to be in service of the scare. That's the priority. Mm. But this film, like, so quickly, you get an idea of the dynamic of the family. 
And when the mum goes to that support group, she does that incredible monologue. Yeah. You fucking feel for them and you feel like you know them. And they're not tropey either. Yeah, they, they feel like such a legit family. The son's a little creep. The son's like a weirdo who like, yeah. like can't like can't talk to anyone. He's like really awkward and he like just smokes weed. And Yeah, he's like, like, he's, like he's got tropey sort of factors but like yeah. the character himself and how it's played is like it all feels very realistic and they feel very... the character stuff is so good and that's why that blood curdling scream of a woman who's just lost her daughter is more scary than most like fantastical shit I've seen in horror movies and that's why the last 20 minutes are a little bit gutting yeah they're a little bit going so uh, massive spoiler I mean we've already spoiled yeah. the, maybe the biggest moment in the movie mm-hmm. um, but the family were doomed from the start yes it turns out that the matriarch of the family was actually the head of a cult. Yes. And that they were the family, her, her, she had essentially sacrificed her own family to this ritual to bring back the ancient god Paimon. Yeah. Who, the eighth king of hell. The eighth king of hell, Paimon. Yes. So it turns out it's one of those movies. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. But then. It didn't feel super organic to me. No. It transitioned from one film to another. I so think, it bit. turned out that they were going to use the, the boy, the annoying teen kid, yeah. to uh, use him as a vessel for Payman to eventually possess and come back. Because Payman was born as Charlie, who is the, the girl kid. whose yeah, head yeah. got cut off. And, but Payman doesn't want to be in a, a female body. He wants to be yeah. in a male body. Yeah, it's important to the ritual that it's a male body. Yeah. So it becomes this whole thing. And I was fine with it. Like, I was fine with it. Yeah. But then... Then there's these scenes that where I think obviously don't 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 quote me properly on this. Yes. But the director said there are moments in that movie that were definitely there to please the studio. They said they has knew, he said that? Yes. They said there are How there are there are there are context heavy moments that he didn't want in. So you know when she opens up the photo album, yeah, that basically shows her yeah. her mum being showered with gold coins yeah. and cult. That apparently was not supposed to be in the film. That we weren't even so... supposed to be sure there was a cult. I'm which I would have been in a weird way. Bro. I would have been totally more chill with fine. that. I was, I'm like, fine, yeah. But it, it becomes 20 minutes of a greatest hits of all the cliche horror scares you've yeah. ever seen. You have, I mean, it's like what I said. I've seen a woman in a nighty floating around a creepy, creepy house before and like kind of being a bit frantic and being possessed. I've yeah. seen it. And I will say to the, at least the first scene when those, when that last 20 minutes are about to kick off, the first, well, sorry, the first scene of Ooh. it is great. The, the son wakes up in his bed and it's a big wide shot it's a big wide shot yeah there's a lot of symmetry in it I know yes. a lot of people have said Wes Anderson but that's just because it's they like see dolls. one thing and see the other on the other side yeah but, no, exactly. <laughs> it's nothing like Wes Anderson yeah it's nothing like but Wes it's like Anderson. Doll's House is very much a big motif yeah, yeah. and it, so from that framing it begs you to look around yeah it begs you to look around and if you look to the top left hand side of that frame yeah you can see his mum in the corner in the shadows and it's very dark. She's like just on the wall. It's like almost, Peter Pan. Yeah, it's almost, you're not supposed to be able to see it really. That's and thing. I love it. There's no music. There's yeah. no cues. It's just, it's begging you, the viewer. It's almost like it knows you're watching a movie. And I've seen it a few times at different cinemas and the different screens, her visibility uh, changed every time I saw it. Yeah. So one of the times she was very obvious. Yeah. But then one of the other times, which was better, you can just about make Well, the, um, make out her the lighting changes when it returns to that frame. Yeah, because um, she's more submerged in darkness the first time. There's a light outside or something that that highlights her a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then light comes on a bit more, and you see her a bit more. Of yeah, her. but it, it just became kid walks around a house and spooky things happen for for 20 more minutes. Yeah, and it's a shame. No, I, and the thing is, great. The thing is, it's not my place to say that isn't the film you were making. I saw the first yeah, half of this yeah. thing, um, and I'm sure like. There are there's stuff throughout the film that definitely hints at stuff to come. There's little mm. bits and bobs. Um, I just think, to me personally, if it was 
gonna become a bit more supernatural. I wanted there to be a transition. I, it really broke my heart when um, the mother character, the moment she does snap into like possessed mode, her character is just done away with. And yeah, suddenly, she just goes. Suddenly, the, the the boy is the main character, and I just felt, I just thought she was such a strong. I mean, that conversation they had at the dinner table is great, where she just talks about. They talk about like. Oh, and that sequence, the dream sequence where she's burning him, she relives that memory where she poured paint varnish yeah, on, on him. him. Yeah, yeah, sleeping. yeah. He's like, why do you hate me so much? He's like, I never wanted a child. And they're both yeah, screaming. I never wanted wet. to be your mother. It's I've incredible. seen that twice now and the cinema gasps every yeah, single time. She grabs her mouth and she's, yeah. It's so good. And there's, I love like, I love the stuff in the film about like, it is all about, again, the whole matriarch and how there's someone at the head of the family pulling the strings and you're sort of living in her shadow and how... Even beyond the grave, she's still manipulating. She's still controlling everything, and the way because literally the, beyond the grave. Yeah, the main character, um, the the mother character, she uh, is an artist, and the thing, the art that she creates are these little miniatures, little like dolls' houses, uh, and she recreates moments from her life. She even recreates the crash scene of her fucking daughter's death, which is a quite like darkly funny moment in the film. And again, that ties into themes of Yeah, she of says, like, she goes, it's an objective... No, it's a neutral view of the accident. Yeah, it's like, as and if. And the dad's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's like, you coming to dinner or what? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, no, I'll make dinner. He's like, no, I've made the fucking dinner. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's it feels like, so real. Get down here now. Yeah, um, but that ties into themes of, again, that's her trying to get some control because in her life she feels like she's never had control and her mother's yeah. always been there. And in the end, the She whole needs to thing, see a neutral view because yeah. she needs to shake that feeling of she is doomed. Like there's Absolutely. something pushing her life yeah. to be terrible. If she can manipulate these tiny little houses, then, like I said, she's got control over yeah. something. But you could argue... It I mean, is, the first shot of the film is... Or one of the first shots is you zoom into the doll's house. It is the first shot. And they're in there. Yeah. It's great. And it, that's... Yeah. And I love the idea of, of, again, like, being at... It's not... Everything's destiny in your... And what it... Do you know what the director said? He said he wanted to make a horror movie from the perspective of the sacrificial lamb. He wanted to make... Is, a horror movie from the perspective of, of the the thing, the pawn, you know, the yeah. thing that's just going to be used as a tool. Um, Which, I mean, that's essentially what the film is. Yeah. And like... It just isn't that... Yeah, I don't know. It does it know. really well up until the last 20 minutes. And then it decides to be a big old spook. It's still a damn good film. It's, it's still very well made. Yeah. There's some imagery in it that feels a little bit iconic, maybe. Yeah, like no, a little I would bit. say so. I'd say the little girl and her like orange, like and, and the... You know, the little tongue pops. That's so horrible, that. Everyone did it. Every screening I went to, did they really? people started being leery, going, oh. Yeah. And I couldn't I mean, tell when it was in the film, when it wasn't. I mean, our opinions on cinemas is a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I think we've banged on about Hereditary for maybe too long. Yes. But uh, let's think, what what haven't we covered in the, in the realm of spooks? We've done movies and we've done personal fears. What about interactive spooks? Interactive spooks. Video games. Yeah. Spooky, spooky games. I think the big one you and me have both played uh, semi recently yep. is um, is Alien Isolation. It's a bit of a good game. Yeah, uh, basically, I mean, we've talked about Alien on this podcast before. Yeah. We love Alien; it's a great movie. Uh, Alien Isolation is it's a weird return to form for the property of Alien. Yeah, because it's set right after the original film. The locations and the art direction is lovingly. Like so lovingly recreated from the original, the vibes are all there. It's it's kind of I think it's the best recreation of um it's incredible. the first Alien. It's incredible. It's like it's just so spot on. The sound effects, like every little detail, every the the quilting on the sofas is it's exactly crazy good. Like it's nineteen seventy nine again. Um, and it basically plays Ellen Ripley's daughter on a space <laughs> station, and yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, there's what is great about it is obviously, look, it's you being haunted and stalked by the alien. And a big thing with the game was the AI. It was amazing. Yeah. The AI was really unpredictable. The alien could come out of nowhere, but it it would still... And there's a great feature, wasn't it, where if you had a PlayStation camera, oh, you man. could turn it on if you move. I bought one just for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it turns out Alien Isolation comes with head tracking and noise detection. Mm. So with head tracking... You could, if you were behind a wall, you could slowly turn your head to look around the corner, which was really cool. And you played that. Yeah, I love doing that. And then noise detection was awesome. So in Alien Isolation, I don't think we've explained what you actually do in the game, Mm. but you spend most of your time hiding from the alien. Yeah. Which is one thing it did great. It made the alien spooky again. Like legitimately terrifying. For the first time in decades. Yeah, Yeah, first time. God knows how long. Yeah. But um, yeah, with noise detection, I remember I was hiding inside of a locker and I had a coughing fit. No. <laughs> like, I just say this thing, like, oh. and I just go, oh, no. And it just shows up and rips the locker door oh. open and grabs me. And I was like, and I forgot about the noise detection. And I went, that can't be because I coughed. I think it was, mate. Yeah. So I started, like, messing around with it. I started, like, because... I'm over can, here. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, because if you do it, like, far, far away enough, it does it on levels. So, like, oh, wow, I was going, can't find me. And it would like come into the room, and I'm like, "Yeah, you stupid fucking idiot! Like, you don't know shit." Oh my god! <laughs> like, that's so crazy. But it was so like responsive to you. Yeah, and you crawl in like vents and stuff throughout the game, and like you can just—I would always play with headphones on. Yep, same. And you can hear the rattle of it crawling through the vents, and it was so immersive. And I remember the moment it first appears in the game because, again, in the spirit of a fi- of a film like Alien from that era, it's a slow burn. Like yep. the alien doesn't appear properly until a little bit of a ways into the game. Yeah. And it's un- very unceremonious. You're yeah. just walking and suddenly steam comes out of this like uh, The alien just shows up. It just shows up and it's like, oh, I have to just get behind this thing now. It was and effective brilliant. though, because like when it showed up, you just went, oh shit, It was alien. engaging. It wasn't <laughs> you're like, ah, and like you yeah. think it's a cutscene. It's like, no, it's still the no. game. It's just running, you're like, oh God, what do like, I do? Oh God, I'll just get under this hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not prepared and for this. And you get under the hospital bed and then the alien tail is like, Right near oh you, and you're like, God. what do I do? What do I do? When what you do I see do? its feet walk about, and when it <laughs> enters a room and then decides to go out or not, oh! And all the animations of it killing you are fucking horrible. Yeah, it shoves its bloody tail through your stomach, yeah. pulls it out. It does its little mouth boy comes out. Yeah, little mouth boy. <laughs> That's a scary game. <laughs> it it's is a scary game, but I love it. Incredibly effective. Yeah. Although I'm going to say one thing, it, it, it has the one criticism that I don't think I've ever criticized a game for. Oh, I know what you're going to say in my life. Gone. It's too long. It is long. It is 45 hours in length. No alien movie is that long. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure Prometheus. <laughs> it's about <pretty laughs> yeah, 45 hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great game. Ridley, apologise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was 45 hours long. Uh, another scary game I know you played, which I played a little bit of, I didn't play too much, uh, was Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7. Ooh. It's a spooky game. Yeah, and you played it in VR. I did. I played Ooh. it for 10 hours straight in VR. It was the best. 10 hours straight? Yeah, 10 like, hours straight. I loved it. I was, you were in that world for 10 hours. Yeah, I was Crazy. properly excited to just play it. It's mad. And because I'd heard it was a return to form for Resident yeah. Evil. Even though, it's once again, it's one of those weird things where I didn't grow up with the original Resident Evil games. Like no, I didn't. Neither. I played Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. Yeah. And it was a great game. Mm. Awesome. But I'd go, it's my favorite Resident Evil game because it was the only Resident Evil game I'd yeah. played. But Resident Evil 7 was showing up and I was like, I mean, I like Resident Evil. Yeah. It's a good spook. And they're well-made games as well. Like, yeah. They're not like, you know, like there's a lot of like 
there's a lot of horror games that get made and they're like they're sort of a bit cheap. Yeah, yeah. No, they're very polished, very polished. Yeah, Resident Evil like yeah. Resident Evil Seven are a bit like they're a bit like the yeah. Transformers of horror movies. A little I mean, bit, the like Resident this. Evil series, for those who don't know, started as like. Um, is it? I mean, what would you? It's like it was camera angles. It's like a third person. Sort yeah, of, I think that's kind of it. Third it was, person, but the camera is like it's more top down. It's almost like this interactive horror movie, and like a, it's just it was supposed to be scary. Was yeah. the main point, and it became very action based. Oh yeah, eventually to the point where it was like ridiculous. Like it was yeah. just balls. Well, it to wasn't the wall. scary anymore. No, it was balls to the wall action. Like there was a sequence of you motorbike off a fucking skyscraper. Yeah. Which I remember Resident Evil Six or something like that. Oh, Resident Evil Six was heinous. <sighs> Such a bad game. But yeah, it was like tonally it was all over the show. And Resident Evil 7 managed to like just went, right, let's step back a bit. Yeah. Let's not make a, an, a global horror story. That's what it was. Yeah, a global. A globe trotting. How, how like, can anything be scary on a Horror espionage. Oh, it, turns out it can. It's, yeah. it's the news. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, yeah, it's just like you, you bring it back a little bit and they just went, why don't we put it in a random little house, um, like a sort of swamp house. Yeah. I mean, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type thing. And... No, it was cool. Like, you you personified the threats, which was fun. Each of the, like, basically each of the family members were like a boss. So yeah. you knew you were going to face them against them at some point. So there's obviously that anticipation of who's it going to be next. And I remember when I played it, you brought it over and I played it. And I got to the, there's a bit with, um, you're in a garage and there's all this, that you try and get in a car and chaos ensues. And you were looking at it like, this is not how it went down for me. Oh, yeah, there's a yeah, because like, you went in the car and it was like that boss fight just happened in a yeah. totally different way. It was strange. There's a lot of different branching paths and stuff. Yeah, it was just it was just very well made. Yeah. And like it was just it was very scary. Yeah. Which was nice. I mean, Resident Evil 7 does eventually in <laughs> in the way that hereditary sort of uh, drops it a bit at the end. Oh, I Resident never got 7, that. Interesting. Well, Resident Evil 7 gets action packed at the end. It becomes like oh, you end wow. up you end up, on, end up on like a spoilers for Resident Evil 7, but you end up on like a sunken ship that's filled with, like, monsters. And you just have to shoot your way through it. Aww. Yeah, it's a little... And honestly, the um, the final boss is this huge monster thing. And it's like, yeah. it like Honestly, I went, what are you Why? doing? Why? Oh. And then at the end, Chris Redfield shows up. Oh, my who's gosh. Who's the main character from Resident Evil 5, the very game that nobody liked. Yeah. So it's like they're going, you've just and weirdly... And he's like a dude bro secret agent guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So everyone was, like, fucking terrified that Resident Evil 8 was just going to go, oh, psych, it's not, even though you quite like the horror thing, it's not horror anymore. Yeah. But they're now, they're now making a remake. Of Resident of Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah, but it's not, it's different? Like, it's not, well, it's it just different? Like How's a, it different? It, they've made it like Resident Evil 4. Because the trailer for that, when we watched E3, there was a trailer for the, this Resident Evil 2 remake, and it starts off, you're at, you're, the trailer starts off the perspective of a rat going through some cupboards yeah. and I was like Dean are we getting a game where you play as a fucking rat I'm so up for that Yeah, I'm so fun. up for that but then it was something else which is fine yeah. but I still want my rat game so. I still want my rat game <laughs> I want my rat simulator please <laughs> please now but yeah like um, yeah Resident Evil 2 looks good it's yeah. like they, it's very strange Resident Evil 7 is this first person horror game mm-hmm. then Resident Evil 2 the remake yeah is a third person horror game yes Where's this brand going? I don't understand. I love it. It's but it's fun each time not knowing what the fuck it's going to be. The next one's going to be a trading card game. The next one's going to be a Minecraft on, DLC on, skin pack, <laughs> Fortnite skin, a the, mobile game. Yes, come on. Come on.
All right, well, thank you, Dean, for getting scary with me. No, no worries. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Bertie, for getting scary with me and for being so fair. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want, we'd love you to give us a little rating because uh, we love validation and we love feeling uh, yeah. uh, uh, talented and important. So. We know it's a little bit of an ass. You don't have to write an essay. Yeah. Just, I don't know, tell us your favourite thing about Bertie. Do a haiku. Do a, yeah, do a haiku. Do a haiku about Dean Dobbs. Do a, oh God! Yeah. Okay. That's that's okay. That's your assignment this week. <laughs> okay. Your favorite things about Bertie and a haiku about me. Yeah, and five star ratings, please. Uh, oh, only five star ratings. We want blind loyalty. Come if, on. If you give a two star review, please justify it with a review. Oh my God! I'd, be st- <gasps> I'd love to watch that. And that'd be amazing. Yeah. Soon we'll, we'll we'll try and cover that. If you give us a really honest two star review. Sick. Brilliant. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.